Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmeyer. If you're not achieving goals on a regular, weekly, monthly, quarterly basis, you're still not there. Some of you have been around, you've been millionaires. So now the way you sit in this little lesson called this period is how do you get more efficient? How do you probably for a lot of you, you need to hire more people. So you get freed up to think you get freed up to work on projects. You get freed up to actually lead more and stop doing so much. Why? It's just hyper-efficiency. It's like, how do you get more performance out of what you have? How do you create more, whether it's business or investing? And for a lot of you, you're still got weird relationships with debt. <laughs> you still have this, I got to go be debt-free. There's nothing further, especially now with your ability to arbitrage debt. And you can get cheap money and put it to work for its good debt arbitrage, making spreads of 8 9 12%. So a lot of you, there is a next level and you're, you need to do one thing. You need to engage more. The only reason you don't have enough cash flow is usually one of two things. You're not marketing to get enough leads. You're not selling. It's really important. And this isn't like a scare fest. It's the truth. We're very serious wealth builders. I think that I'm 18 years old, my kids get LLCs. I don't just teach this stuff. I live it at every level that you hear. Which again, the living out loud principle of this is the more you talk about what you are doing safely about your money and your business, which is there's very few communities that provide a safe environment for you to get vulnerable, to talk about your strengths and weaknesses. It doesn't take you know long for my senior team. They know where I have you know downfalls or I'm not strong in certain things. And I don't want to strengthen my weaknesses. I want to strengthen my strengths and become extremely amazing in, my, in the lane that I live in. And I hire everything else. So a lot of you, you're still doing too much work and you're not the expert and you wonder why things are slow is because you're not bringing the right team members to the team or you as a women always have this problem. They want to hurt somebody's feelings. I can tell you, I don't care about any feelings on that Oasis marijuana project I'm on. It, it was a bloody week. We had to fire people. We had to bring on a new team. It's been, it's, you got to get in the weeds. If you want to learn and really be a great investor, you got to learn to run a company, right? So you can actually evaluate your companies. And that's some of the stuff we're going to be teaching you today. How do you evaluate? How do you do due diligence? And the, this matrix is really where you need to be thinking like your time as the leader of your family's wealth, it needs to be on those top two, the one and the three, the pattern of millionaires and wealth builders is making and investing money. And a lot of you, depending on where you've, where you're joining us at, uh, you need to create more money. Creating more money is the answer to damn near everything. So knowing how to have a cash machine, even if you have a, a job, we are intentionally targeting high income earners. Why? Because we know that Scott and through our corporate structure and how we know how to do taxes, we have some of the best tax strategists in the world on this team. And in fact, bringing two more on because we have so many new clients, we need more breadth. When my son becomes a CPA, um, it'll probably be two years, 18 months to two years before he would start taking clients out of this community, just because he's on a big learning curve right now. He just got his master's in accounting, but tax and corporate structure and our trust structure are what we're known for. We're known to have you live at the least amount, but that's a constant review. You're constantly reviewing yourself, your assessed situation. So like in the millionaire maker, yes, we use a gap analysis to sell. 
I think all of you should honestly use a gap analysis model to sell, right? So I don't care if you're in marketing, I don't care where you what you're in, you assess someone's baseline of where they are, what do they want, and you're the solution. That is how you sell, right? And you couple that with an ask, tell, ask, and you've got a golden ticket to sell. So if you need cash flow, you got to create more leads and you've got to sell more. So making money is critical. Managing cash flow, those of you who still aren't using your corporate structures right, so I'll drop into the keep money. You shouldn't be paying for more than, I'd say, seven to 10 things out of your personal bank account. Like when you're really set and everything's moved into corporate expenses, which is why what the forecasting spending on how I teach you forecasting is so critical because I do it extremely different. I do it based on what our tax team says. Can you do a deduction? Will you do a deduction? We have got some new team members who their CPA, for example, wouldn't let them write off their dog as home security. Our people, our teams would do that all day. Your guns, all sorts of different uh, deductions that Scott and I are extremely aware of. So we lead on the front and then you end up with a tax strategist on the back who actually does your taxes. And potentially, like in Danny's situation, she has a bookkeeping team. But bookkeeping is a huge part of how you're spending your money and how you're paying your bills. It's imperative. Like living corporate life, I don't make a move without either, usually Scott's at the table, but for sure my tax team is at the table. Every move I make. Like every move. And some of you, you're still in this. I meet annually with people. No, this becomes a regular behavior. I don't invest unless I talk to my tax team or Scott about where to put it. How does it affect the entire org chart of my life from the trust down to the companies? Where's it positioned for the best tax strategy? Where's it positioned for the best legal strategy? So a lot of you, you're not meeting enough and learning. You're still parking and praying, meaning you're handing it to somebody and hoping they're doing all your job for you. You need to lean in and understand the, the work of a millionaire. What does it really take? You got to make the money and it has to go into the right corporate structure for the right deductions. Scott, I want you to weigh in a little bit here on what their sessions are just like an ongoing relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We always talk about it uh, is living that corporate life. And I get asked the question all the time, how much should I pay myself? Really what it comes down to is you need to do an evaluation of how much you need to cover food, clothing, a portion of your shelter, personal entertainment, and insurance. Those are really the big things that you need to focus on in and what you need to draw out of the company personally. Now, as Laurel and I talk about all the time, there's other ways of being able to structure it, utilizing personal services, management agreements, things like that, that enable you to receive cash in a different fashion. Rather than it be considered active income, it's going to be considered more passive income under that executive compensation plan. So it's all in figuring how you, we are reconfiguring how you spend. Laurel says that all the time. We need to teach you how to properly spend money and which entities you need to be spending money out of so as to take advantage of all the tax deductions, those 233 to 305 different write-offs, which ultimately is going to reduce the overall taxes and allow more money to be used up front, which again is keeping more money in your estate as well. So as you're making money again, cash machine, put more cash. And if you have, if you want to do a huge acceleration, I'll say that and go up. And some of you, you do, you've been around enough, you need a bigger ticket. Like I know some of you, and I won't speak to all their names, but some of you, you still have really low tickets given who you are and the level of expert you are. You need to be moving those price tags, 5,000, 10,000, 15,000. 
and have good packages for that. I do still do some master level coaching where you can have buy three hours of my time. I don't do really head of the table, which is an unlimited ticket anymore. We stopped those after the majestic NFTs were sold in the book launch last year, but you can buy three hours of my time. You said, what would that look like? And why would I want that? I'm only doing it with table members. We opened it up a little more to non-table members. It doesn't work because they don't have the structure. They're going to need Scott. They're going to need Randy. They're going to need Jason. They're going to need to make the rounds. And there's you, the, all of you, there's about eight to 12. You keep hearing the first names a lot, but there is still corporate funding, corporate credit. There are eight, 10, 12 people that are absolutely necessary that need to be at your table for your wealth plan. And a lot of you haven't reached out enough and engaged enough in what those people all are, and then taking it to the next level and really moving to the next level in your finances. So three hours with me, some just great sessions are restructuring. If you want Scott at that table is restructuring your whole estate. Scott and I do those. I invite him in as part of that three hours. I've had people come in and we staged an entire book launch, a real book launch, not a you know baby report a book. I've helped people come in and redo their entire PowerPoint and teach them how to sell from the stage. They're starting to get back on stages. I've had people come and we put a PPM together. How do you put a project together that you need to raise capital? I don't know what your next level is, but that's the best use of that kind of time. We do have strategists uh, and strategy sessions offered during. So when you really not only become a millionaire, you have to think, what is your behavior going to be? What's it going to be like? What's your sequence of your day? Like mine, I do usually two or three things and that's all I do. And I've become amazingly good at them. I know how to make money. So I'm always next to Steve, Austin and Mark who are on our marketing team. And then we have, I don't even know, four or five, six other remote, very high level, like social media experts that were trained by Gary Vaynerchuk. We have amazing people on our marketing team. Why? Because that drives your revenue. Marketing is the answer to everything. Some of you, you want to make money. You still don't even have RMS. You don't even have a basic database system. So We know how serious you are by how you play, how you speak, how you move. If I start any company, I do two things. And I started calling them the engines of every company. I call Scott and I say, I need another company. We talk through based on my my structure, what I need, which company is the best kind of company and where to put it. And then I get another database. So if the database isn't part of IWS, like my marijuana database will be a completely separate RMS rapid marketing system. It'll be another database. Randy has a whole database. He uses our rapid marketing system. So marketing is a huge part of my day, overseeing and supporting sales and fulfillment. That's my day. Those are the three things that I do really well. I market, I sell, and I also, in certain situations, help you or educate you in part of the fulfillment of your table experience learn how to raise capital. You just can't park your money passively with a whole bunch of people and pray it's going to work out. As you do generational wealth, which you we're going to encourage you to do early, like really early. Like I've already started with Logan. He'll be 24 in September. He's already starting to acquire and really understand our estate and portfolio. Why? Because he's going to inherit it. My daughter's only 16. She'll, she'll come along. Uh, but we're serious about this. And so if you're here, just do you think I'm going to do a little program for a year or two? This is a lifestyle. This is something you're going to want to stay with. We intend you to stay here, be here with us as we go into this. But let's go to sequencing next. When you go back through your gap analysis, what you're always wanting to look and use the team for is to identify gaps. Some of you, you're still shy about your financial situations. And even when I've onboarded you or Damon's onboarded you, you really haven't disclosed everything. The more we know, the more we can help you, the more we can help you predict your need for, say, long-term care or insurances that you might be needing. Just you want to use the team aggressively. So we're looking 
at and with your plans and what you've done to yourself so we can help fill in those gaps. So a gap analysis is always necessary. You always want to come back and review that, see where you are. And again, the gap is your baseline and your freedom day. Your bookkeeper should be highly involved with you when you're doing a lot of that for your goal setting, especially your cash flow and revenue goal setting. Leadership, teamwork, and conditioning, that's growing you into a really amazing entrepreneur and wealth builder. So entrepreneurial meaning you know how to make money, you know how to run companies, you know how to look at companies. And remember, there's usually around five to seven divisions of every company. So if you're still solo, no extra help you're suffering for no reason. You say, I don't have any money to hire people. It's because you're not hiring people, you're not making any money. You need to get a marketing team. I don't even know how to log on. If it, it's not, I don't even have the apps on my phone. I have zero social media access. I stand in this like studio right back here in our office. I shoot all the film. I'll shoot this afternoon for YouTube. And they do all the work. They're experts at all those posts. If you've noticed, we are you know, we're going crazy on social media, like we're killing it out there. And there's no reason you can't do the same thing. What you need to be doing is what I do. I produce content. And then I hire a team to do all the posts, all the engagement, all of that. I don't do any of that. So some of you, your lack of efficiency is you're trying to do things that is not your strength. And again, strengthen your strength and hire your weaknesses. And I want your strengths down to three to five things that you focus on all day long. And that's all you do. You don't do them all. Like you hire people to do them. Our sales team, we have five internally. We have five externally. We have affiliates. So we're constantly focused on cash flow and revenue, marketing and sales of the company, which is where your time needs to be as the owner. No one's going to care about it more than you. When you get into the total wealth building plan, which is the wealth cycle program. So if you haven't dove deep into that, I didn't do those programs and those processes for my health. I did them for your benefit. So the building your wealth cycles is me talking to you for six hours and a whole workbook on how to, and a whole like worksheet. It's goes on a word document and you start putting together your wealth plan. Building, leading, protecting is your business plan. It's shocking to me still how many of you have companies and no business plan and not even a one pager. Randy, you want to speak a little bit to building leading and just how critical it's four hours, four hours, you can get an operational business plan done. And at least with that plan, it's enough foresight and thinking really for your future pacing your team behind you. Like your team cannot get up every day and go, what does Laurel want us to do? We're paced and planned. We did our final through January next year. We know every date of everything we're going to be doing, when it's done, when it's due, and like people don't come to work and say, what I do today, they know exactly what they need to do. And they have been paced through January to new year, new you. And that's how far out we've gone is then into January. Randy, what do you want to speak to a little bit about that kind of future pacing, future planning, especially business? Yeah, you have to have it. Otherwise, you're just a whirling dervish. You're not getting anything done of the most important. I like to say, I like to use this statement a lot, Laurel. Don't, if you don't have a proper plan, if you, and when I say a business plan, a sequence, what you're working on, what you're trying to get done that day, week, month, quarter, and year, then you allow the tyranny of the urgent to disrupt what's important. I've written that down on my wall in front of me because I'm- Say that whole thing again, because you're right. Oh, yeah, I'm glad you went here because I want to dig in a little deeper to where you're headed. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it gets us so derailed and off track that by the time we look up and look around, we've been dealing with the urgent now every day, week, month, quarter, and we didn't get anywhere right where we started. And 
it is very difficult to create any kind of scale if you're always dealing with the urgent. You got to stay focused on what's important. The only way you know what's important is if you create that plan. And I'm not joking about the plan. It's a quarterly plan. It's an annual plan. It's a monthly plan. It's a weekly plan. And it's by group and by division. And what is, write this down. What is it in service to? What are you doing? The work you're doing has to be in service to something you've declared on your plan that's important. Otherwise, you don't do it. And without like now till the end of January, like we know exactly what we're going to do. We know the websites that need to get adjusted or fixed. We know the keynotes that I have and what pages need to be built. We know we have it all laid out. Like there's no, and, and what Randy's speaking about urgent, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a little bit different context is you allow other people's urgencies and emergencies and needs of you to get in your way. Hence also why you need a team. Like I don't get up in the day knowing that I'm going to react to a whole bunch of people's requests. Like, yeah, if you text me, I'm going to get to you. Uh, Will we talk today? I can guarantee nothing is getting into today or tomorrow or Friday. Like I am completely sequenced. And if you, because I put you late at night tonight, that is the only time that I can get to you. And if it's that urgent and it can't wait till Monday, then like your urgency or lack, I want to say it this way, other people's lack of planning becomes your problem. And it's not my problem. And it's not that important. Not that you're not important but I need you to hear how critical you need to start valuing your time and how you give it, what it, does it move a domino forward? Or is you, are you actually standing still the same damn place at the end of the day? There's never a day we're standing ever in the same position we are in the morning that we got up. Like that is how intense we plan and do the right things at the right time. And I just, I wanted to really do a, a more masterful level because I know like some of you have been around for years and you haven't gone back and really relooked at your day. And is your day productive? Is it revenue producing? Is it investment assessing? Is it moving the dial? And if not, why are you spending your day doing it? Now, that doesn't mean every day has to be that way. There are days where, you know, it's beach time, right? It's family time. It's beach time. It's it's that break that you need to build in, but you plan them. You build them in. You just don't like, what do I want to do today? A lot of you live a very reactionary day. And that doesn't serve anybody or anything. And I really want you down to a daily process of sequencing. What is the most important thing that needs to move the dial today? And as the owner of your life and leading your family, it needs to be, are you producing enough revenue and are your investments working and what needs to continue to be modified and adjusted? And if you can't dissect it that much, and especially a lot of you, you need to spend way more time with the expert team in your first year here. Like a lot of you, you asked as you joined, especially as this last month, we've had a lot of new people joining, is what makes somebody successful and not. It's the depth of understanding the work. Like I can do a whole sequence for every one of you, but if you don't know why we're doing that, why you're doing it, it's your plan, not my plan. I'm just helping you get it all in the right order. But if you aren't using us enough to stay in the right moments, you're going to get upside down quickly. And it's going to happen faster. And then to recover, just going to cost more because you got to go back to Scott and refix the companies. You know, you're going to, you've got to get the right thing at the right time. You shouldn't stay in the same sequence every year. So when you look at that is you should be reviewing your assets minimum, I think quarterly. If, and some of you that are really active investors monthly, like you need a review. Is your money actually making money or is it sitting around in stagnant assets? 
that should be a constant review with you and your tax team. I can look at them. As you all know, I'm an educator. I can't advise, but the way I'm going to educate you is if this was my deck of cards, this is what I would do. And then if you're smart, you're going to call about three or four other people and say, if you had this situation, what would you do? And get inputs from the more senior people around here. And it's not, there's some people that they don't want to coach. Believe me, I have begged them to coach or come facilitate and teach certain topics at the table. They don't want to. They're doing their jam. They're doing their thing. They don't want to do that. But that doesn't mean they're not available as a community member to you to just give you some input. Like that you want a smart, the more smart brains you put on your project, the more opportunity of success you have and the more different distinctions you have. So assets is a regular review. I think entities are the same. I'm going to put entities. In, and again, this work was done in 2006. So I would put now entities, which include in our world trusts, not just a will. You die, you don't have a trust, you're going to probate. That's a worldwide problem. It is not a U.S. problem. It is a worldwide problem that needs to be handled. Like, why would you create any money if you can't do deductions? Why would you create money to pass on if you don't have a trust to pass it? So some of you need to spend some time there. If I'm you and I'm in the beginning stages, I would make a list if you want to just take a screenshot of this or take the copy out of the book. Like, is what you're doing every day touching these boxes? Like your cash machine, what do you do? Everybody thinks I spend an enormous amount of time here at IWS. I run many other companies out of this office. And the way people grow on my team, A, I have no employees. So they have the same opportunity I have. If they want to invest in a project, they want to become partners. Scott and I have many companies together, just acquired over the course of years, right? I know like the black hole. I knew I was acquiring the black hole. And the first thing I did was call Scott and Damon <laughs> and my tech guy and say, come be partners with me. I can't run it all. And you're going to learn that the faster you become a teammate instead of a solo, I'm going to do all by myself, the faster this game moves for you, meaning just in life, like just a way of operating. So your cash machine, I probably put maybe three, four hours a day into it. And then I'm on to other cash machines. Forecasting, I think, should be something you do with your bookkeeper. And if they don't know how to do it, you are welcome to ask for a session. And there is simple ways to do it. It's a pain in the butt because it's a lot of paperwork. It's the do paperwork or be broke. So you got to get like the initial structure set. So when you do want to do a deal, so say some, some of you want to go do a deal with each other, you want to go buy a piece of property together. You, you got to trust and know and do a review with each other. Are they set properly? They should be. If they walk through Scott's shop, I know they are. Right. But if they've, if you've walked through somebody else's shop and you've brought it here, we definitely want to review it so you don't contaminate somebody else's great structure. I don't, I can't say how critical that is. So, forecasting is something you should be looking at. If you're managing cash flow, that's weekly. Even if your bank accounts are tied to it, you still got to know what your cash flow is, what checks are outstanding, where are you really on your cash balances, what bills you pay this week aren't the ones you pay next week. Forecasting and cash flow management are so intertwined. And you're going to flunk in life in general, if you don't create some good structures for yourself. Wealth accounts, again, iFlip. And just, Randy, I'll have you give a few minutes on what iFlip is. Some of you still don't know and you haven't got accounts. And if you're not using it, you're using money market accounts probably to put your extra cash in. Interesting, not as helpful. And then obviously debt management, that's part of our forecasting plan. So when, when you come forth with your P&Ls and balance sheets, really, I just need your P&L. I need to see where your debt is and how you're structuring it. Remember page 194 is how you power down debt our way, millionaire way. You're not going through debt consolidation and all that crap and then devaluing your house by putting it into your home mortgage and getting one. This isn't about convenience. The rest of the world does this so wrong. 
Like, why would you pay off if you had a house and you got that, some of those low interest rates and you're down in the two, 3%, why would you ever pay your house off at two and 3%? That is the cheapest money you're going to get. Like that, it's ridiculous to do that. In our opinion, you can do whatever you want to do. But if you don't know why we're saying that you need to lean in farther and say, why wouldn't you? Maybe later in life, you might want to do that, but not in your growing years. Why would you park four, 500,000, a million dollars in one asset that unless you are bringing in guests and creating some cash flow, you're not cash flowing your home asset. It's a place you sleep, <laughs> place you raise your families. Anything you just want to add into that? Let's make sure that you have what you have in place is going to work for what you want to do and also allow for building that cash mechanism and, and generational wealth. Yep. And so sequencing these, again, some of you are new and you have a lot of lazy assets and I wouldn't wait too long to have those assessed and really looked at what you want to do, a plan to reinvest or reallocate assets. A lot of you, you're in the cash machine, you're in the income generating, you've got to spend time there. And then even within the cash machine, again, the departments that are in your company that you need to be paying attention to is your marketing. How many new leads are you getting a day? How many and your sales? How many appointments are you getting in a day? Right? How many new leads? How many appointments? How many kept appointments? And if you aren't closing every day, what are you doing? We do not want you to be an emotional entrepreneur. We want you to be a wealthy entrepreneur. We want you making money. So marketing and sales has to lead. The cash flow, I know every day that the core companies, the most high transaction companies, where we are in cash flow at all times. Uh, if your bookkeeper doesn't have a clue or you're trying to be your bookkeeper, I'm going to highly tell you to get the hell out of that position. I know how to do, that's my background. I know how to do it. I don't want to do it. It's not the highest, best use of my time. So it's very strategically, you need to start putting people in play that you have the information you need. You're fed the information. You have it on a, a dashboard at some place. And again, you use keep. You can tie keep into an accounting system so you can see at all times where your cash is, where your leads are, where your sales are. But those are critical skill sets that you have to either hire, and I highly encourage you to hire, or you learn. You have to learn to sell. That is a non-optional skill set as an entrepreneur. And then like after marketing and sales is, is your accounting, your cash flow, and then is your fulfillment working and who's doing your fulfillment? And I know a lot of you, especially if you've been employed for a long time, you love fulfillment because that's what you've been doing as an employee is fulfilling somebody else's business goals. So what are you doing in fulfillment? Do you have your technology handled, all your backups, all of that? Also security inside. When I say technology, that also means the security of you, your data, all of that. And then any customer support and other operational support. So where do you fit best in your own org chart within the cash machine? What is your sequence of a day? And if you need cash flow, you got to market more and you got to sell more. It's pretty simple. And if you don't know how to do that, then you got to lean in and go to more of the classes. We have calls almost every day, depending on what you're needing today. That doesn't mean a year from now, you still need that today. Some of you, as you mature, reevaluating your assets is where you're going to spend a lot of time is do you have a cash flow plan that's actually going to get you free? Do you have enough investments producing cash that if something happened to your cash machine, it at least covers your core bills? Are you really producing any passive income, really? So laying this all out, don't get overwhelmed emotionally with it. It's very logical. One of my uh, favorite, my, my marijuana manager, I love his saying, I said, Laurel, he's people in business really need to, like numbers don't lie, people do. This is a numbers exercise, right? Money in, money out, money invested. Is it got a return? And are you arbitraging your debt? And if you don't know how to do some of those, we'll continue to teach you how to do some of those things. 
Randy, anything you want to add in? I think the sequencing and efficiency of your day is really the biggest message. Yeah, that's the whole, that's the whole piece. And as, as we start to move into other conversations and things, yeah, sequence is critical. If you don't do it, you won't be successful. It, it's, a, it's a deal breaker to not do it unless you buy lottery tickets. That's your only other option. I want you to leave here with an actionable list for you. Do you have your company set, like really set? Have they been reviewed? Your corporate minutes reviewed? Are your trusts funded? Are you really set as the compliance set? Are you really using all your 81,000 pages of deductions? This game changes for all of you. And a lot of you are not sequenced tight enough there. How many of you know just those two things have got to get tighter? The way you use your companies, the way that they are working together. So all the money stays in your bank account. So if I had $40,000 tax burden, I'm going to give it to the IRS or I'm going to give it, I'm going to pay another company of mine to do something for it. So now I've kept it inside my corporate accounts. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.